0: I am so grateful to be here with you all at All Souls. It is a joy to be together. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, lead us into your truth. Jesus, once again, make your word flesh. And may the words in my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, Lord Christ, we pray. Amen. In the face of tyrants inspiring insurrection, in the face of white mobs running roughshod over democracy, in the face of America's soul laid bare once again, we are here for some holy direction. A wise man, a king came from the Southeast. Little Mike, his family called him. You may know him as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He asked a question 54 years ago in 1967. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? A question I've been asking over the last few days over and over. The full book title reads, Where Do We Go From Here? Community or Chaos? Now notice that he paired those two words together to say that the opposite of chaos is community. The opposite of chaos is community. Well, We have plenty of chaos. Where do we go from here? This is the powerful question for this moment for us, and the ancient words read in this sanctuary this morning answer the question wisely. We are being warned by this nightmare of a dream. We must go home by another way. In the face of attacks on the very edifice of democracy, in the face of sedition and division, in the face of unequal treatment, in the face of 4,000 lives lost in one day, in the face of ever-deepening gulfs of inequity, racism, and crushing poverty, in the face of day-to-day our, quote, normal lives segregated and separated from each other, in the face of all this, or as Paul would say, in all these things, we must go home by another way. These stories lifted from ancient pages, these are the days of our lives, too. These pages read us, read our times, yes, read our nation. The king feels threatened. His days are numbered, his power teetering. The king lies to the magi, feigning, longing to worship the one who has come, all the while seeking information to plot slaughter, sending out perhaps a mob to do the dirty work. And these mobs have punctuated our history too, demanding supremacy, wreaking violence and death, lynchings in our WNC mountains, bloody Sundays in Alabama, a long forgotten coup in Wilmington, the bombing of Black Wall Street in Oklahoma, and invading now our nation's capital. This is America. And I say this morning, America, we must go home by another way. This is what the gospel teaches us. These pages too are stories from the streets and struggle. Dirt poor family pushed around by uncaring forces, bigger than them, forced to the streets, pregnant and seeking shelter. Can you imagine? Tyrants on the throne too long, thirsty, for power, tripping over ego, his wobbly three-legged throne, teetering, innocent, slaughtered, for political games, political gains, and refugees flee, never mind man-made borders when being chased by murderous grim reapers, playing God, and Rachel, she is weeping, weeping for her children because they are no more, blessed are the poor. But where are the poor going to live? On the backdrop of struggle and sorrow and suffering, don't forget. Don't forget that the pressed down ones, they don't stand by. They are agents of a new community. The goal, peace on earth and good being willed for all. God's holy choir of messengers echoed the words on the street. Something new is coming. It is whispered in quiet prayers, choreographed in loving actions, sung loudly in stables and in clouds. In the midst of these yesterday-today stories, wise ones come from another place. They have seen the star at its rising. They know it means something. They follow. Mary on her knees, kissing the dirt floor, my soul magnifies the Lord. You, you have brought the mighty down from their thrones, filled the poor with good things and sent the rich away with the gift of emptiness. Our Latinx families have lived this story. Many have fled violence across borders, telling harrowing tales of seeking asylum. In the long nights in border cages, children included. They celebrate Posada to commemorate the Holy Family seeking shelter, safe space for the birth. The parade of the Posada goes down the street, and they knock on every door, and every door is shut and locked, but they keep knocking until at the last door it is thrown open and welcome and the celebration begins. Let every heart prepare him room. These Posada nights under bright street lights, unmasking my fright, knocking on slammed doors. Blessed are the poor, but where are the poor are going to live? Holy families sleeping in cars and alleyways, on the floor in two crowded trailers, between bullets flying through apartment complexes, Meant to segregate. Holy, holy fears, holy families, knocking on doors. If we seek, we will find. If we knock, the door will somehow be open. And I know a lot of in between people. I hung out with Alex and his furry gray white cat, Mr. Thomas. They hail life at the corners of the interstate and thruway, camping in the tiny bushes that lie between the 240 off-ramp to Tunnel Road and the cornerstone restaurant, not Jesus, the cornerstone of the new beloved community. I'd whizzed by that path of ground many times, as probably you have, busy on the way to somewhere, whizzing by nowhere where God's someones live. He knew every patch of that in-between and the pebble-line median, that in-between that lay just past this one. and these pebbles, Mr. Thomas and Alex beg. They beg for your change, but they also beg for that home by another way. My friends John and Danelle found another in-between. If you are whizzing up future 26, And you know just when and where to look. You can see their little campsite lying in between the exit and someone else's home, sweet home. Theirs was like no other campsite I'd ever seen, a sweet little tent surrounded by a white picket fence that somebody else had thrown away. And in front of that fence lying beautiful silk flowers. They longed for all the beauty and meaning of home, and they didn't let homelessness stand in their way. They began to go home by another way. I came into the den the other night, and my twins had my basket of pansies from outside the front door, and they were cutting off all the flowers and using them to adorn this structure they had made out of Jenga wooden pieces. Why are y'all cutting the flowers off my pansies? Put my pansies back outside, please. But mom, some of y'all know that. But mom, we are building a home, a house for someone. It's for the little people, not the big people, mom. It's for our homeless friends. Well, this ma here, tears started rolling down my face. Our kids are watching. They are paying attention to how we live. They are playing their way home by another way. They are playing with the reality of the way things are and the reality of the way they want them to be, the way they should be. They know that we have been given power with God to create a future, a daring dream that God will dream with and through us. I saw the broken body of Jesus once. There are some knocks on the door you wish you had never heard, that you'd never have to answer. The police had knocked on the door. We are trying to identify a woman, ma'am. We have pictures. Warning, you don't want to see this. Yes, I said, yes, I have to see this. She was Jane Doe 246 for five days until that knock. She began to shiver in the shadows. She tried to get warm, but her sleeping bag was just too thin. She breathed into her hands to try to warm up. In the dark, she didn't know that they were already turning blue. She closed her eyes and tried to pretend that she wasn't scared. She just wished that this night would end and the daylight would come and she would never have to be cold again. The cold stole her last breath that night. Her face was pale and drawn in the photo, her cheeks sunken in. Her neck was tilted up as if she was looking up to heaven. Her shoulders and the rest of her body stuffed into a small red sleeping bag. We knew her as our friend, Janet Jones. Homicide by homelessness, she froze to death on the first cold night of October 2016. It was in answer to her death that a ragtag circle of people living through the housing crisis said, what are we going to do about this, that our sister has died? Where do we go from here? We knew we were called to go home by another way. This was the epiphany moment that birthed the Beloved Village. In this world full of tyrants and violence, full of poor people looking for room, in a world where they are often ignored or despised, our only true choice is to go home by another way. And that choice saturates our daily lives at Beloved Another king came bearing gifts to another Bethlehem, the ghetto of Chicago, Coretta. Coretta had come with Martin. On January 26, 1966, they moved their family into a tenement where Dr. King said it did not have wall-to-wall carpet, but wall-to-wall roaches and rats. They came there believing that the next rung of the freedom movement must be built with a focus on the vein of racism and classism that runs through housing. Coretta would go on to say this, I must remind you that starving a child is violence. Neglecting school children is violence. Punishing a mother and her family is violence. Discrimination against a working person is violence. Ghetto housing is violence. Ignoring medical need is violence. Contempt for poverty is violence. It was living with the homeless and the housing insecure that she came to understand this in her bones. It was Chicago that was the context of writing the book, Where Do We Go From Here? Here was written the power of change in housing called the Chicago Freedom Movement led to the signing of the Fair Housing Act. Dr. King's biographer, Peter Lang, names this campaign of the Kings as one of the most relevant for our time. The Kings saw the power of community as the antidote to the poison of chaos. And it was this community, the strength of people living together in this deep community, believing that they could go home by another way. All souls and beloved have begun a very intentional journey three years ago. It was a choice to walk together, to journey rooted in Koinonia and community. Even in the chaos of this year, we have journeyed together. We have seen a star at its rising. We have dreamed of coming home to community, to our faith, to a deeper relationship with God who is our home. Through the art of being homemakers, and in these epiphany days and nights, I have seen the star at its rising. It twinkles in the eyes of Sandra, Ellen, Carla, Fred, Julie, Martha, Marilyn, John, Wade, Thomas, Alex, and John, Don, Miranda, Nancy, Bill, and Carol and you, and you, and you. We hope it will twinkle in your eyes too. We are building homes in the Beloved Village, homes that are deeply affordable, safe and sustainable, homes in a village where community is central and each one belongs, and homes where equity will help lift people out of poverty. I was talking to Andrew on your porch. And he was talking about dreams and dreaming of home. So many dreaming of home. So many of us dreaming of community. Epiphany days and nights are upon us. Stars rise in the midst of desecration and devastation. Right when we need illumination, they come. The stars come, they came not only leading the magi but perhaps also illuminating the harrowing flight to Egypt. Jesus and his family looking for safety, for the ability to have a future. Stars show up when and where we least expect them, when and where we need them the most, to guide our path to places we know not, outside the realm of possible, they point to newness beyond our current horizon. They point us to going home by another way. We have seen the epiphany star in a little bamboo thicket on the east side of Asheville as we build the Beloved Village in a city where there is no room for elders on fixed incomes, no room for our African-American and Latinx neighbors being pushed out by gentrification, no room for our rainbow family who faces housing discrimination. No room for families living in poverty. No room, even on the streets, for our homeless friends. In a city of no room, we are making room. We are imagining a new model of the way we build home Not just walls and a roof, but a new community. We are coming to sit together, though we've been apart, we are creating a place where everyone's gifts are needed and welcome. We bless the land originally stolen that it might be shared once again. We bless the lands with the hands that are doing hard work as four year olds in superhero costumes work next to retired firefighters and J. Crew employees work alongside AYM youth, where All Souls members work together alongside Asheville home builders and celebrate with tuba and trumpet players where people on the street work alongside people with advanced degrees and faith community members who have never met before, but follow the same Jesus, find each other at home and the work of homemaking. And there is no telling the epiphany ahas that await us next. But I don't know about this, but I know one thing. In these days, in these days of chaos, where we long for true community, in these days, begging, where do we go from here? I'm gonna follow that star, and the one to whom the star points. I'm gonna follow that star, and I'm gonna go home by another way. Will you join me? and the maker of the stars. Will you come and let's go home by another way? Amen.